This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. Hey, there it is. Hi, everybody. We are here with uh, the shower door professionals themselves. There they are right there. They have um, questions. Oh, and answers. They have answers and questions. Um, So uh, how about you? Do you have any questions? Come on into the call here in Zoom, the Zoom room. You can just uh, go to the Facebook page, click on the link, and it will direct you right into here funnel you on in (laughs) and then um we can hang out and chat and stuff we'll be here for about an hour you know so you might as well come and uh join join us um hey thanks everybody for uh all of your participation in the group man it's just incredible you know i I try to spend some time in there as much as I can, you know, I'm a busy guy and stuff, but I go in there and I look at stuff and man, you guys are just killing it out there, doing great work and, and posting it to the group. I just love to see those pictures. And um, when somebody's got a question, everybody just jumps in with an answer. You know, in fact, like this past week, I'm working on some some of these pivot, inline pivot things, and I didn't couldn't find a picture really quick of, uh, you know, one of those flush, um, you know, pivot hinge things, you know, so I just put it out. Hey, does anybody have a picture of that? I got like 20 people come on post photos, you know, for me. Uh, I really appreciate that. And um, so thanks for for your participation in that. Thanks for all you guys who are, who are signing up for the newsletter, too. I mean, that, that we're getting tons of requests. Usually when I put out a newsletter, it's like everybody unsubscribes, you know, and now it's like people are actually subscribing. It's really fun to see that. So if you haven't done that yet, be sure that you do um, to subscribe to the newsletter. We'll make that easy for you to do. Then you can stay in the loop, the old shower door loop. That's where you want to be anyway, right? So, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, I don't know. Did I cover everything? <laughs> Brought to you by GlassGadget.com. GlassGadget.com. All right. Well, um, so today we don't have a guest speaker or anything, uh, but I was thinking I'd just ask you guys, what about glass tiles? Mm. What about glass tiles? Well, you know, right. I mean, uh, what do you do? Do you just tell people, no, I'm not going to try to install a shower door on your glass tiles or um, do you have some kind of a written thing that you make them sign off on? Do you just tell them, you're like, hey, this is, I'm going to do this against my better judgment? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just curious about that. Who wants to go first? I haven't had uh, a big problem with glass tiles. Um, I do uh, I do make sure to use a pivot hinge when, when I am on glass tiles. Um, I think the only... The takeaway that I've learned is when you're drilling your uh, your glass tile, using the spear tip bit, keep it cool. And then um, when you put your anchor in, just knock it past the tile and uh, slowly screw it down. I've had uh, a lot of glass tile jobs and no issues. No pivots. I think pivots are. I think are a big a big uh, a big accomplishment when you're doing those versus a wall mount for sure. Yeah, well, like a lot, lot less holes to drill, right? For one thing, right, and then a lot less load on the on the glass. I mean, almost, um, on, almost none on the wall, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest uh, the biggest takeaway is is getting the anchor past the past the glass. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, why, is, and why is that? It doesn't expand. This is gonna put pressure on the glass, right? Because when the when the plug expands, it'll crack the glass. Correct. So how tight do you know to tighten the screw down on the hinge? Because you 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 have to get the hinge tight to the dial. That's that's the magic question, right? Yeah. Right. Um, tight enough. 
<laughs> but not, you're, you're that much that, that much more you're going to break it so it's just it's the feeling it's a gut feeling right yeah he's the force yeah that's right i've got a hey. customer right now who actually i installed the uh shower a year and a half ago all glass 100 percent glass tile and they've got a window they've got inside corners cut on their tiles going around the window, going around the, uh, the, the knockouts uh, niches. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the glass broke uh, everywhere. And it's okay. thin tile um, everywhere where they had inside cuts and around the, uh, uh, my hinges. Um, despite my best efforts, we actually, um, the second time I took it out, we, the second time I took it out, um, we cut around where the, the, um, hinges were going to go. I put back plates back there about the th same thickness as the tile. Yeah. They were that thin, um, and screwed it down. Uh, we still had cracking, even though I really wasn't even touching the tiles. Um, long story short, they, we just went and uninstalled the glass last week, and they're having the entire shower redone. Uh, wow. And I and without I told glass? them from the beginning, what's that? I said without glass. Yeah, without glass. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, no, it's without glass, and the the tile's thicker. Uh, this tile is like three sixteenths, maybe a quarter wow. thick, mm. uh, and what they're putting back in is three eights or better. Um, so they already know that one of the two panels isn't going to fit. Um, so it is what it is. And I told them right from the very beginning, this is not going to, this is not going to end well. Uh, mm -hmm. And they learned that very quickly and they're, they're mad at the tile company. They're mad at everybody. But anyway, they were just so mad. There's your, yeah, they're just mad. They're an interesting group of people anyway, but whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I just tell people your your tiles are going to crack. Yeah. Oh. Set the stage right from the yeah. beginning. Hmm. Well, Steve Nunn doesn't seem to think that Steve, Steve Nunn is just like, ah, oh, this is no big deal at all, man. I have never. I need to sub out to Steve. No, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I have cracked a few, but I, I do think that with the pivots and just, just being careful, you know, um, the, the biggest thing I've learned is, is like I said, take, taking the anchor past the, past the glass and just, I have put um, a 30-second bumper between each side of the, uh, of the leg on a pivot if it's, a, if it's got the, the pork chop in hanging out, you know, um, but just got to be super careful, uh, as everyone knows, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Chris. The big thing is how soon can you talk to the customer or the designer or the builder? Because mm. if you can prepare for it, that's a whole different story. If they put blocking behind it, you may not have to use the plastic insert, so you can go directly to a stud. So you're going through the sheetrock, then to the stud, or you can lay out where your hinges are going to go and have the tile guy tile up to the plate, mm. just like just like uh, Brian was talking about. Yeah. And then you're securing and uh, you're not even drilling that. Because I've always found that you're trying to hit the middle of the, well, depends what kind of tile it is. You may be yeah. trying to drill your holes in the middle of that glass tile to give you more uh, support than trying to go into a grout line and hit edges and crack two tiles. And then if you're using wall mounts, now you've got to drill eight. You're never going to get all eight into a grout line. That's just about impossible unless they're mosaics. So uh, where, where Steve said, go with pivots, yeah, you're gonna reduce your amount of problems considerably. And if you can meet with the customer and the tile guys in advance, now you've got a real heads up. Yeah. So the whole key is when do they call you? Yeah, that's that always the key done. though, isn't it? Yeah. Any With any topic. <laughs> I think we put up our design tips on this page, you know, that you give to the customers in advance and even put them up on your website. 
and warn them that glass tiles will will crack. So, you know, like when you go to order tile and you order 10% more because you're cutting it on a diagonal, you should tell them if you're doing glass tiles in a shower, you should order 20% more because mm -hmm. every hole you're going to drill is going to crack. So they got to have more on stock. Mm -hmm. That kind of dissuades them. Are you guys having more of a problem um, with the tiles cracking in the drilling stage or in the mounting stage? In the mounting stage, when you're right. applying mounting the pressure. Yeah. Right. And, and Steve, that's not just glass tile. That's like all tile. When these guys don't butter the back of the, the tile properly and there's a void there, yeah. right? Because yeah, sure. where it cracks, you'll almost always see that there, the uh, thin set wasn't on the whole tile. Mm -hmm. Right. Some of the guys butter it like you do a mirror and they just put globs and they put mm -hmm. the tile on there and you you can hear it when you're drilling that it's hollow. Mm -hmm. Does anybody yeah. else does anybody else go and knock on the tile before you get when you're doing an estimate? Make sure it's oh, not yeah. hollow. Sometimes I do it all the time. Yeah. yeah. I go if I hear anything hollow, I always warn the customers, hey, this is a potential tile breakage. So yeah. but in my terms and conditions, I don't replace tile anyways, even if I break yeah. it. Right, right. I break is. it. I don't replace it. I do so, not. So how do you? So you tap on a tile. That's I, I. don't think I've ever heard anybody say that before. Um, do you just like with your finger just knock on it like you're knocking on a door? Or do you? Or you use something like a pencil or a hammer? Or, Here's a screwdriver. Uh, screwdriver. Probably not a hammer. Probably not. You know, <laughs> like a mallet, a rubber mallet. You no. Know. Uh, a screwdriver, just the tip of a screwdriver, because it's metal and you can hear the you can hear it resonate. Yep. Yeah, there's definitely a different sound when it doesn't have the, the proper support. Mm -hmm. um, you get used to it. You know, uh, I don't know what your construction's like in California, but a lot of floor tile too. You'll walk along and we use a golf ball and just kind of drop it. You can hear the voids in the floor tile. It's just a different sound altogether. Shoddy, that's the answer to how, the, how work is in California. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you, have, you have basements? No, so you don't have basements. You don't have basements, right? So almost all your flooring is tile or artificial wood, right? Yeah, that, that vinyl like flooring that. is super uh, popular yeah. now. Okay. So in the years past, you used to do all, at least in Florida, a lot of tile floors. And you could tell... Just by walking on it, you can hear the hollowness underneath. So same thing goes in the shower. You can you can hear it. Now it's not a hundred percent, but like Andrea said, it's you got a pretty good idea. It's hollow back there when you tap on it. That's smart. I like yeah. that. Also, we we kind of push on it too, especially if it's on a pocket door wall to see if there's give to it. I don't know how many you do in pocket doors, but. That's, That's a whole problem. other topic on pocket yeah. doors. <laughs> yeah, but add pocket door to glass tile, right? Glass tile yeah. on a pocket door wall. Oh, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you call me Andrew? No. Uh, I did I did not. Play it back tomorrow. Play it back. Well, I would say I'm like, dang. <laughs> that would be a compliment if he called you Andrew. Andrew. I have a cousin named Andrew. We hung out a lot, and they used to get us mixed up. He used to call me Adrian. They called me Andrew. I'm like... I got to hear it again. Yeah, I don't know him. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a good topic, Chris. Yeah, thanks. I thought so, you know. That's a good topic. It was on my mind. How many, unusual, how many unusual things have you run across? Like uh, guys that add rain heads after you've measured the glass and they put a long extender bar on here. So now the... When the door swings in, it hits. But you didn't know that when you were measuring or laying it out. Yeah, or lights on the exterior where the light, you know, the light wasn't there. You go to install it. There's a chandelier type light. And <laughs> you say, you know, this door is going to hit. We all know that, right? I mean, uh, we'll, we'll just open it in. We'll just open it in. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have that law in California or anywhere else that you can't have a in swing only? Yes. Yeah. yeah. We do. I think that's universal. Yeah. yeah. Probably. 
Well, I thought there was a size though. If the shower is a larger size, the intent is if somebody had a heart attack and they had to get to them, but if the shower was big enough where you could push the door and still move the body, which is kind of gross, but yeah, there was a, a, a size requirement also. Not in California, you can't. No. It has to swing out. Yeah. Or, it, I mean, it can go in as long as it goes out also. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, go both ways. Can be both, both, both. not in only, yeah. You can't not just in do only. in only. I always yeah. tell the customer it can swing in, it must swing out. Mm -hmm. That's good. According to building code. That's good. Yes. Have you done and is have you done the barn store barn door style doors on glass tile? Yeah. Not only I do you have to put the top anchors in, but it's also pulling down on it. Yeah, I did one. Yeah, and it held up okay? Well, no. It was just <laughs> one screw. So it kept slipping. So finally, yeah. I turned it sideways, and I made an oblong washer to go in there. Yeah. So it couldn't move once I tightened it up. and never went back after that. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that happen also, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you couldn't crank down on it, you break the break the tile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good. I think what I've learned on the on the barn door style on glass tile is if it's a stationary and a panel, I mean a stationary and a door to uh to really block up the 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 cutout on the stationary. That way that bar is sitting on some bumpers, you know, once you put the screw through it, and that, that holds a lot of the weight mm -hmm. yeah, off the side. It sure does. Yeah. But if you did something like a Cambridge where they're both sliding. That, I haven't done you know, that yet. Yeah. 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 Or do the Phantom where, you know, you're putting a glass header across. Now you got all the weight just on the brackets on the two sides. Nowhere to hide. No, no. And again, I don't know how many of you guys have to go into the house and cut the back wall out and add a stud like have you done that nope yeah yes yeah did that for the first time actually on a job that that i did here like last month or or so ago uh it's a pretty big door and the contractor was still there on the job so we started drilling and it was really really nice bathroom really nice tile and uh, yeah, but there's like nothing back there. I mean, I don't even didn't even seem like there was drywall back there. <laughs> like, yeah, this is not going to work. It was a big half inch door, but he was right there. So they, you know, there was a closet right there. It was like it worked out pretty good. So they were able to get in there, cut it out, to get in right away. Yeah, let them do the sheetrock patch. Yeah, <laughs> but you guys will actually cut the the sheetrock out and. Yeah, and actually put put in the the wood and all that, huh? Yeah, yeah. The guys carry pieces of studding in the in the truck with them. We do it too, but but to uh, whoever said it, we don't. We just tell them we're not going to finish it. We'll, you know, so we can get the job done. We just won't finish or paint or anything like that. Yeah, but do they charge you for it, Mike? No. Yeah, you shouldn't. But if you're doing it for a homeowner, it's different than if you're doing it for a builder. A builder will have his subs do it. Right. Well, the homeowner, I, I mean, you know, we all talk about that line you have to walk. You know, I'm not going to throw somebody under the bus because they didn't have studying or, or whatever, yeah. but uh, I just have a conversation with the homeowner and say, you don't have a stud, you know, you're going to incur, you can go find a contractor, you can go find your handyman or whatever. We can do it, but with the understanding that I'm not going to, I'm not going to patch it or paint it. Those guys are probably easy, you know, readily found. I don't think I've had anybody push back on me. Uh, I've had people tee off on me because there's not a stud there, and I didn't frame the shower door. Um, you know, we get through it that way. Try to offer some um, options. Good. Yeah, we do the first coat of mud, and then let them finish it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's that's pretty. Um, it's kind of going the extra mile, I'd say. Well, they just, you know, and I charge for that service. I mean, like, if I know there is no wood back there and I'm not comfortable, I 
tell the customer that, you know, we'll put wood back there as long as we have access. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll put it in there and put the first coat of mud and we charge about 150 bucks. Okay. You it's get reasonable. Any back on that, Brett? What's that? You get any pushback on that? Depends on the customer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So what do you do? Do you just like like cut a piece of sheetrock out, do your thing, and then use that same piece of sheetrock, stick it back in, yes. and then cut over it, that sort of a thing? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So you just need a you know, piece of wood in there that you can maybe toenail a couple screws into the adjacent stud and maybe use some glue or something. It really doesn't take a lot. Um, you know, some of these anchors, there's these zip it anchors that are used in commercial construction and they say they hold like 600 pounds per anchor on just sheetrock. Well, you know, if you can capture a large area of sheetrock, there's some strength there. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, even if you weren't into a stud, I think you, you get a lot of strength with an area. You could actually just glue a piece in there. But in general, we always try to physically fasten it with a screw. And you have most of these materials on the trucks in case no, you run into that? No, because uh, we don't do it very often, quite honestly, just uh, two or three times a year, really. But um, I just had a situation where um, we had a piece of hardware that was loose on the wall. And I explained to the customer we didn't have wood in there. And they they said, well, the tile guy had wood in there. And they went back and forth. Then they looked at the picture on their phone because they took pictures of the progress of their job and realized he stopped it short. And mm. um, basically, he didn't go to the top with like a pivot hinge. Okay. So, um, you know, it was just, it was loose on one of the screws and I couldn't, I offered, hey, you know, we could uh, put wood in the wall and uh, they didn't want to move forward with that just yet. They wanted to see if the anchor that I used would, would work and evidently it's been working. So that's been about six weeks ago, probably. So, but yeah, I've done it a few times, quite a few times. And generally speaking, we um, provide the customers usually with a couple of design options that will work for their space before it comes to that. But if they're really hell-bent on a certain design, then we can start talking about things like that. And it really only gets to the point where we're in a bind if it was you know, a surprise during the installation and our guys are telling us, hey, you know, we didn't hit anything. And those customers are amiable to that conversation. They also want a structurally sound shower door. So usually, mm. usually it's okay. So then Christina, what do you guys do? Do you, do you have what, do you put some blocking in or do you call someone else to do it or what? Well, Brad, I call Brad, my dad. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, right. Brad. Oh, yeah. I say, now I make I the say, connection. Hey, help me, dad. <laughs> Please help because I don't know how to do this. And then and then he does it. That's right. I forgot for a second about, yeah, the two of you guys. Yeah. And do you do that on a second trip? Or you, I mean, ideally, I guess you would try and do it right then and there so you can get the door up. But yeah, I mean, it depends on whether it was a surprise or we know it up front, you know. Okay, sure. I, I do like this tip. I don't know if Christina was listening in uh, at the point where you're talking about taking something like a screwdriver and tapping on that tile. You know, I I'm, I think I want to, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be hard to get everybody trained up to do that consistently, you know. But I think that's a good plan. Yeah, I think so, too. So, Christine, I'll explain later. <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. You're used to, you're used to me fighting, aren't you? 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Adrian, Adrian, next time you do it, you should take your phone and video it and, and record it so that everybody yeah, no can problem. hear can hear that sound. I'm kind of rough though. I'm I'm kind of rough with it though. I'm not like gentle. I, I hit it pretty hard. You want me to ask Andrew? You want me to ask Andrew? Yeah, ask him. He's right here. <laughs> <laughs> he's starting. He's starting some cocaine in the corner. <laughs> I won't bother him then. <laughs> hey, Chris, uh, Vidor put a really good comment in the chat there. What did he? What's he talking about? He, he should says, just step he... up and just say it out loud. Word yeah, no kidding. Time. Uh, he's he's saying, like, every time that I'm mounting hardware into glass tiles, I use the leftover thin gaskets from the clips to put in between the tile and the hinge. The tile um, and yeah. clip, yeah. basically, yeah. To cushion it, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so, like, I was probably talking about, like, the, like the G90s, you're using those, right? Um, and there's always extra gaskets in there. So, I do like that. Yeah. Okay. He just said he's putting his baby to sleep. That's I why he's not that. on it. We're probably keeping the baby out stuff. Yeah, for real. Those shower door guys are always like making noise and keeping the baby awake and tapping sounds, tapping yeah. on stuff with screwdrivers. Man, I like that though. It's funny how you'll hear something that you've never heard before. Um, like that after like so many years of um being around you know it's you never really learn everything i guess or maybe it's just me i'm not kind of slow that's kind of like when you're you want to go into sheetrock right you want to know if there's a stud there you can hear the difference you knock on the sheetrock and you can hear the hollowness sure. and when you and there's a stud there it's definitely solid similar idea very practical. Absolutely. Very practical. <laughs> hey, a little bit off there, subject. You know? I got a question okay. off subject a little bit. Okay, good. I'm, I'm looking at some hardware right now. I'm doing some work. Have you guys used, you know, that company that FHC bought? The, I don't know. They, anyways, they have uh, clearance sales right now on their hardware. Has anybody ever used that, that other company they, they bought? Have you used their hardware? I don't know what the name of it is. Oh, yeah. What, you, you know what, who they're talking about, right? Morehead or more something? Morris more Industries. Morris Industries. How's, you know. their hinge, how's their hinges? Because they're they're on sale right now. I'm like, oh, crap. Are they any good? Or are they kinda... I'm just trying to unload them. I, I had tried them once uh, by accident. It's I didn't think I was getting them, but it's what came. Uh, I didn't I didn't like them personally. Mm -hmm. I didn't care right. for them. Yeah. So, yeah. Nah. It's the Carolina version of them. They're not good. They suck. I I got the Preston. Was their version oh. of the Preston hinge? I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't care for it. I I, I felt the quality was a little less. Uh, their screws, their mounting screws for the hinge plates were, um, seemed a little thinner. Really? Um, yeah. Hmm. And the oh. gaskets. I had gotten clear gaskets. Uh, oh, I was the clear gaskets, yeah. The clear gaskets didn't fit the hinge uh, the really? way they would have had they been an FHC hinge. Wow. Uh, all right, pass. All right. I thought I would try it, but forget it. Yeah. I mean, for, the, for the 10, you know, for the 10, 15 bucks that you're going to save, I don't know. It's not worth it. I, not I, don't, I don't think it is, but I'm not going right. to tell you what to do. No, you sort of did, so it's okay though. <laughs> told you, you what I Andrew did. What you made your right. own decision. That's right. Let's tell you what I what I'm gonna do. Good point, Brian. Yeah, nice. There you go. I love that. I know. I know Morse was selling uh, railing systems, and they were actually handling Q rail, so they weren't making it. They were just buying it from Q rail and re wholesaling it. So I don't know where they're getting their hinges from. Mm. There you go. What else? What's going on out there? 
Have you guys uh, heard about any like glass plants like uh, slowing down? No. Like just business slowing down in general? Yeah, I, I got back from the SGCC guys saying that several plants were like substantially slowing down. So I thought that was a little bit interesting. On purpose or because of business? Uh, because of business, like they like uh, some uh, plants that were cutting uh, shifts to, you know, one shift they were only tempering, um, you know, a few days a week. So I thought that was interesting. You mean fabricators? Yes. We yes, the same. Yeah, I talked to Old Castle. They're kind of slow. Yeah, they're kind of yeah, like my supplier. Yeah, they're they're slow too. And they're slow that the the uh, the SAR department that the people that work in it they get they come at ten o'clock now that's how slow they are so I need to get hold of somebody I gotta wait till ten o'clock sounds like this is a good time to renegotiate some pricing <laughs> right mm -hmm. yeah how about you guys are, are you are how, how's business for all of you staying busy. I know Chris and you and I, Chris, but we you get from Old Castle, right? Yes. Uh, how they? How are they? I mean, they're getting kind of busy with you, or things still the same? No, you know they they um, we had kind of an interesting experience, like switching over from Showcase Shower Door to GCS, right? So, yeah. so it's like you know, so I've been you know I've been a customer of theirs for like decades you know i mean 20 years yeah. sure you know and and so then so it's like yeah hey you know we're, we're merging you know we merged this year and um so just so we're going to be a different entity now and they were kind of they didn't make it easy for for us to switch over in fact i'm still dealing with like they put my turns to like net 15 instead of net 30 you know and um and I was like, well, hey, it's me. It's still me. You know, I'm the same guy who's like been paying you and paying his bill for 20 years. It's like, why, why am I having this hassle? But I know they were acquired, right? Recently. Yeah. Yeah. They sold again. So it seems like um, they're not quite as easy to deal with as they were. They're not. Right. Am I right? Is your sales? Who's your sales rep? Brandon or yeah, Brandon. Brandon, yeah, and Brandon's Brandon, cool. He is great. Cool. As like, yeah, he I mean, cool. Brandon is the reason who that I I'm still doing business with them at yeah. all. You know, because mm -hmm. he really goes the extra mile, and he's he's the best thing that they've got going for them, as far as I'm concerned. But it's getting harder and harder. You know, and it's like that poor guy, man. He he does he does whatever he can to help me every time as qu as quickly as he can. And he yeah. has to listen to me whine, you know, because he's my guy, you know, he's the guy I whine to, you know. So okay. it's like, I feel bad for him. I don't whine a lot, you know, but from time to time I do. But, uh, but I mean, it's not terrible, but it's like, it's not, it's not as good as it was. Um, yeah. How Same many, there, how right? many different suppliers do you guys some of you guys use like do you have two three four different suppliers that you use or a lot of you guys just kind of focus on one main i mean like i have one main one but just curious we have one main glass supplier um there's only two wholesalers in in my area it's a big big challenge the one one is very price competitive but both of the quality is suspect um and hardware suppliers, we've been using FHC a good bit, but the glass, I'm, I'm really kind of, I'd love to see one or two more wholesalers where there's a, more of a competitive nature and then somebody's even competing on quality because we had an That's instance today, we had an instance today, and I know we talked about this before, it was an oversized door, went back and forth, we decided to use pivots, it was about a 37, 38 inch wide door. And the, and the supplier who does some of my, the design and the hardware kept telling me, you can't go above 36 and a half. I, I, we, we found the pivots we wanted. I ordered the door and I said, I'll take the liability for the door. I know the hinges will work, or the pivots will work. They sent me the door 
the maximum size door that the software said the pivots would support. So here is customers waiting, you know, and I get a door that's two inches, uh, two inches to let, you know, less, I was 34 or whatever. And so, you know, it's the kind of BS you put up with. Uh, it's frustrating. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's not acceptable. No. no. <laughs> Mike, they sent it to you even though you ordered it yes. otherwise and they didn't give you a heads up like, hey, no, Mike, we're going to have to send you this? No, and that's the frustrating wow. part. That's, I put that's up with that kind crazy. of crap. Oh, yeah, shouldn't even happen. Shouldn't no, even happen. And I specified, I, I said, I said when I ordered it, I said, I understand the limitations that software, you know, your program is telling you. I understand that. But I'm willing to take the liability. I discussed it with the builder. I said, you know, you know, they over engineer those things. So if they're telling you it's good for, uh, you know, 150 pounds, you know. Mm -hmm. So another inch or two, I calculated the weight of the glass. Anyhow, the, the net net of the whole thing was I said, I'll take the door. I need it to be 37 or whatever it was. And they sent me a 36 and a quarter inch door. Now they want to fight and say that. Because the the because the it exceeded the limit that there the a replacement door shouldn't be under I should have to pay for both doors. Oh my god. That Whoa. occurred at that oh. occurred at 4 30 today when I got back into the office. So I have that challenge in the morning. So if That's you send ridiculous. them a so if you send them a template of what you want, they won't make that piece of glass. In this case, they didn't, Tim. So this is kind of a first because this door was, you know, a little uh, outside the limits. Um, this is new. I, I can't say this happens all the time. This yeah. is just, this happened. This if, so if you drew, drew up a drawing mm -hmm. and drew up your own template, they don't know what hinge it's for. They exactly. Plus, exactly. But I wrote, in writing, I said, I will accept the liability. I know I know the pivot would work. Yeah. They, they didn't make it. So. Well, what's crazy is what do they expect you to do with that extra, what, inch and a half or two? <laughs> Big piece of vinyl. Cock it. Cock it. <laughs> no, Chris doesn't cock. He just leave it open. <laughs> Birds will fly in and out, man, when I'm done. <laughs> so, so, I, mean, your, uh, I don't think there's any liability on the part of a manufacturer anyway, is there? I mean, if you yeah. order a piece of glass, whatever size, I mean, are they liable for no. Depends what, it, know, depends what attorney they get. Depends on what attorney they get. Chris, I, I'm serious about I that. I know you are. Hmm. What? <laughs> depends what attorney they get. No, there's there's no liability because the manufacturer, if it was just a fax machine, you don't know what the hell it's going for. It could be a tabletop. And those hinges are for cords. It's none of our business what it's going for. It's uh, the fiduciary responsibility falls upon the person selling it to the customer. Yeah, we, we don't waterboard our customers and say, "Well, wait a sec, is this a shower door?" We don't give a shit. <laughs> That's up to you. That's your responsibility. And and Mike's right. He knows it'll work. It it should be up to him to take that responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, we all the have a responsibility so. when we look at an enclosure. Of course, uh, I've been doing it and, and say, we're not going to go out there and put some 46 inch door in on, on, you know, wall mounted hinges and, and walk away from it. Obviously we have that responsibility, but we all get in situations where you can call it a tweener. You walk up and you're like, wait a minute, I know it exceeds the limit, but what's the limit? If the door says it's going to hold 175 pounds and you're at 180 or 183 pounds, it's going to work. I mean, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to walk away from something where I think somebody's in jeopardy just so I can make a buck. That's not, that's not how, yeah, I don't think how any of you operate. I, I, I don't. CR Lawrence hinges are, are actually can hold 30 to 40% more than what they actually calc in the shower door program. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, I've been trying to press them to change the system to allow us to do 84 inch doors without having to put a third hinge on there or delete the third hinge in the PDF afterwards or heavy duty hinges. Cause it goes over by a pound and a half. So that's literally been my gripe with them. I don't understand how they even know what hinges you're, is it because you buy the hardware from the glass fabricator and they're doing the deductions? Is that why? No, it's because you show the hinge cutout. You show what cutout is yeah. on there. You can, you, even if you buy the hardware separate, you send them. Well, how do they know it's that hinge? Yeah. We have hinge cutouts for our stuff that can fit 
some of those Hindus. Yeah, they, How do I they mean, know? That's, they're just they're mm. just assuming, right? But pretty old, presumptuous. Old, old Castle in on Long Island in New York. Uh, try to do the same thing to us and we just stopped using them we just said huh, we're not going to use you if you're going to tell us how we need to install mm-hmm. shower doors they wouldn't let us put one clamp on the bottom it had to be two clamps on the bottom um even on a little 12 inch panel they wanted yeah. two clamps on the bottom it's like you guys are telling us how to install a shower door like we know how to install shower doors and just cut the glass for us we don't even order hardware from you are what they then with a dxf file or are you having some is somebody having to manually key everything in Old Castle, I send everything through Shars Online. They get everything. Uh, they just, I send it to their system, yeah. and then they put it out. So yeah. they don't have to. They don't have to copy nothing or anything like that. In they that just, case, it is DFX. You know, if you're ordering glass straight from Shars Online to Old Castle, yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> I have okay. a lot. We have a lot less issues sending a DXF. Um, to old castle because nobody's really checking it over they're just allocating it i guess to machines so after that they don't even look at it and they don't push back although today they said they couldn't miter the strike side of a door which is news to me but i fought i fought them on that one so i don't know okay so the question is how do they even know it's the strike side of the door it's so crazy are you showing them all three panels in one drawing um, I, I mean, I sent them the, the DXF. It has two hinges and a, a hand, like holes for a handle. We don't buy hardware for, for anything, but. I see what you're doing. Okay. You I know, see. they know for obviously. And I, I told them like, this is standard operating procedure in some situations and we need it. So. Yeah. And they won't do it. You muted yourself, Christina. They oh, did. They didn't walk away. I sent it to Ryan, Harper, Brad, and said he'd take care of it. But I don't know how long he's going to be able to like push those through. Yeah. We wow. don't do it often. It's just, it's every now and then. And, um, you know, we, but we do them, you know, so where we put, you know, a miter on that strike side edge. I like that. Yeah, it's crazy that that um, fabricators would start telling you, oh, yeah, we're not going to fabricate that. Yeah. Yeah. Never get that. Well, from the fabricator's perspective, and I'm not one, uh, there's obviously a couple in this group right here, but uh, everybody knows that if a lawsuit happens, the lawyers are going after every entity involved, uh, including the guy who made the glass. Now, you may be able to get yourself out of it, like Bill said, with a good uh, a good lawyer, um, but aren't they all? You're going to be called into the the fray anyway, right? Yeah, but that's like that's like that's like buying a car and turning around and putting wheels on it that don't work and, and it crashes and you're suing the car manufacturer. So, um, but they do. Know, yeah, but they don't win. Like they never get. That's like the gun yeah. manufacturers, they're trying to sue the gun manufacturers for people that have mass shootings that you can't do because then you can sue the car company for uh, DUIs and killing somebody. So you, it can't, it can happen. That's on the individual who, who does it. Right. I'm just saying that I think they're trying to minimize or mitigate their risk by uh, n- not making something that they know is quote unquote outside of the um the manufacturers they can do that but they're going to limit themselves from building long-term relationship and rapport that nobody's going to buy from them over Mm -hmm. a long period of time i I don't disagree i'm just saying that may be why they're doing it right and that's the sort of thing i mean it's really important to push back against 100 percent. because this is a slippery slope i mean once once you know we start rolling over and saying oh yeah well yeah i understand you know it's like they you know they don't want the liability it's, it's like brandon's talking about how long is it before like um you know you can't buy a car because somebody else ran somebody over in a car or you can't buy a gun because somebody else shot somebody with a gun you know it's like we we have to stand up against that sort of thing or else so maybe maybe it's not a safety issue maybe it's their production that's that's what I think. They don't trust yeah. their own people to be able to handle the glass 
at least with the mitered edges, okay, without chipping that little fine edge. I don't know. I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, well, what what's their reasoning for yeah. not, not, not doing a mitered edge? It doesn't make sense they, they because still, in manufacturing, would... you want to add as much value. Like at the end of the day, we turn sand into cash and you want to touch that glass mm -hmm. as many times as possible in the factory in order to create as much value to it. So like when someone wants a long or miter, I mean, I'm just seeing dollar signs, like we miter anything. I don't know why they, yeah. unless it's just complete incompetence or we also know you got to recalibrate certain machines to do miters versus polishing it. They don't do a lot of miters. They don't have to worry about moving the machines probably because they don't take you know care of them and it's just a headache. Polishing machines can be real finicky if they're not well-maintained and run, that's for sure. I believe that. Probably laziness. But yeah, it's maybe you're going to have some mitered edge. What, what's the difference if it's mitered on this side or mitered on that side? I mean, it, if it's yeah. if it's a matter Doesn't of like sense. the safety of, of or, or, you know, of carrying it or or the danger of chipping it or whatever. I mean, you're going to have mitered edges. Because yeah, what's, what's the difference if it has a mitered edge with two hinges or a mitered edge with no hinges, the same size piece of glass. Yeah. Or mitered edge yeah. It doesn't yeah. make sense. Because, you know, you're going to have those two fixed panels that are going to have a mitered edge anyways. Yeah. And, you know, door in the center. So yeah. what's the difference between it? You know, if it was at a different angle with just the door and a side, that's just, that's just crazy. Especially if it's, you know, if somebody like, like old castle i mean we don't have that's our main supplier here and we don't have i mean we've had our fair share of you know quality issues and just like everybody else has but nothing to where you know they're scrutinizing on you know oh it has to be you know two clips at the bottom or yo we can't miter this or whatever you know they're they're pretty lean it's just i think it's just that particular facility i don't know that's just crazy to me that's, I, a, that's I, a problem with it they're not operating as one company they're operating as individual individual companies saying that it's okay to do it over here, but it's not okay to do it over here. So, or people are just aren't don't care in other locations or who knows what. So, or you just got a bunch of order entry. Or, or you just got a bunch of DTDs that work there. Order entry people maybe getting a little bit of power and thinking, hey, nope, this is outside the parameter. They probably don't even understand what's happening on the glass. Yeah, order followers. Fine. <laughs> not followers. There's a lot of glass companies that also don't sell mirrors, like those some uh, manufacturing facilities. But you got to have a good fabricator that knows how to produce stuff. Like, like I did a pony wall with a notch, and the top was a 22 and a half, and the bottom was a that was inside 22, and the outside was outside 45. Wow, you know, and they did it. That's tricky. That's tricky yeah. there, man. Uh huh. Wow, that's cool. Did, did they hand hand polish it? Must have. Yeah, they did. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, impressive. Some idiot didn't know how to set up the the pony walls for a needle angle, and, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I've ever had is like, oh, we can't, you know, we can't uh, temper something, you know, too small, or you know, I mean. Uh, but just something that was just physically not really possible for them to do. Yeah. But anything other than that, I've never had Old Castle refuse to do anything for me um, in our location. So would it be would it be worth, Chris? Would it be worth asking your guy that you have a good rapport with at Old Castle? Uh, was it Brandon? Is that yeah. his name? If he could call it the other Old Castle and try and get some understanding of why they're saying that. It seems to me there must be more to the story. There, there has to be. I will ask them about that. There has to be more Maybe to they're the just set on their ways. You know, these companies buy other glass companies owned by other people, and they just acquire their same employees, and maybe they have certain ways of working. I don't know. Oh, that right. could be it. Yeah, that makes sense. It's possible, I guess. Yeah. Um, Iliban, you you do it, right? You would miter that on the door. and. Temperate. Yeah, we, we have done that. You do it all the time. We do it too. Yeah. So what's the what's the application for that? Oh, I mean what what situation would you want that? 
Well, you could have a couple where you've got, if it's a single door <laughs> and, the, and the jet wall is on an angle, yeah. and you just want to miter it and lay it against that wall, put the foam or some kind of gasketing down the edge. On a neo angle, uh, you might want it where the door only swings out. So you miter it to the panel and the door will rest against that. You get a nice fit. Mm -hmm. um, oh. Steam showers, even on a door and panel on a steam shower, you could have the panel. Uh, if the door swings out only, the fixed panel with an outside miter and the door with an inside miter. So they overlay each other and give you a good seal. So there, there's a couple applications where you would put the miter on the handle side. Oh, I had, I had an issue like that where, where both of the walls were angled or mitered. Yeah. That was a tricky one. I yeah. had a, I, you know, I just had to pull the door away from the wall. I mean, I couldn't miter it. It was just, it was too much. It was, door, it was half inch. It was 92 inches tall. And mm -hmm. uh, it had a pony. The pony wall was tall, though. It was like four feet high. So the, the panel off the wall was not that big on the, on the half wall. And uh, I had to do, you know, I mitered the, the hinge side, but as far as the, I mitered the, the panel, but the door didn't was not mitered at all. I just had to make everything smaller. And they had to just deal with that. Go, hey, this is your guys', you know, I can't, I'm not going to risk something that, you know, make everything might, and then it, you know, and not working. So I had them, I shrunk everything. I mean, I just put clear gaskets on the wall, on the edges, and they're very happy about it. So and sometimes you just gotta um, just make the customers understand, hey, this is, and the good thing about it was that the shower was deep, so there's no, no water gonna come out anyways. I don't know why they want a door, but it was deep enough where they even need one, but they wanted it. Yeah. There, can I ask a rookie question for you guys? Um, was there ever a circumstance where you would miter the hinge side of the door? Ever? Mm, no. no. I have, but then I discovered that it wasn't necessary. <laughs> yeah. What? Christina, let me ask you this. If you were doing a neo-angle with glass-to-glass -glass hinges, mm -hmm. can the fixed panel could be mitered and have hinge notches in it. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess would that fall into what you were looking for? The fact that there's notches and no. have a miter? No. Okay. I was just only curious. Like I, I can't think of ever an application to miter the hinge side of the door because that miter would always hit the wall or to do that. Okay, so maybe you just answered the other question. Whoever gave you the answer that they couldn't do it, maybe they misunderstood what they were told in the order entry department and, and didn't realize you were talking about the strike side of the door instead of the hinge side of the door. Maybe, but maybe she had diagrams it had the miter the dotted line down i mean it had the top view down kind yeah. of thing oh all right that's <laughs> <was> pretty clear <laughs> no i ask i i really am curious uh from them why that's the case and not to be a booger about it i just really do want to know why so yeah. i'll find i'll find out if you find out share it or post it sure Sure. And if I guess my uh, resolution to that when I was having a small panic about it was if we flat flat butt the door, we could just use a double fin seal with the, the big fin on the outside. Would that be a good resolution to that? Yep. Sure. Right. Well, depends what you determine is good. I mean, how does it look with a gasket on it as opposed to just glass? Well, bulb seal on it anyway. Yeah, you know. put something on it, right? If it's going to rest against uh, yeah. an angled wall, you yeah, you're going to have to put something there, right? You can put yeah. it there. You can put the bulb seal on the wall, right? You can mount the bulb seal on the wall and leave the edge of the glass without a seal and yeah. let the, the glass rest against the bulb. I always worry about if you put a seal on a wall, you know, if the wall's not really good and flat, yeah, then you know it 
you might have issues with that seal actually adhering well. Yeah. Oh, you're absolutely, you're right, Brian. You're absolutely right. Or what kind of stone is it? It might not even adhere to it. You're right. Agreed. Yeah. I hate having to put seal on the wall. Sometimes you do like with a barn door or something, um, you know, but I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Agreed. You know, and, and to answer Christina's question, yeah, I've done the double fin like that and it's, actually turns out pretty nice um and i remember gosh it was a long time ago and i can't remember exactly what the circumstances were uh i know we were coming into a wall at a weird angle we had a little bit of a gap um and i don't know if it was a partial gap or if it was the full full way it's one of those angles i think that you, it's hard to to get the silicone in and that sort of thing and we used a seal on the edge of the glass, pushed it up against the wall, and then siliconed against that seal, and it worked beautifully. Um, nice. You know, so there are some tricks out there that if you get pinned a little bit and need a solution, you can do that. Mm -hmm. I remember that. That was when we couldn't, you can't miter the leg of a notch panel, like the inside leg of the notch panel. So we used a seal instead. Why not? <laughs> yeah. It can be done. It's just if if they'll do it, it has to be done by hand. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be done. It can be done, but oh I guess well, that's another limitation of Old Castle in our area. So yeah. They they can't do it. <laughs> Maybe they can't do it, you know. But some people can. Christina, do you have an alternative fabricator for those specialty jobs? Like, do you have another fabricator you could use other than Old Castle? Uh, yeah. we so Atlanta's pretty saturated with fabricators, and I haven't asked that specific question to the others, but I would be very surprised if yeah, um, the other wholesalers would be like willing to do that. Like, if Old Castle's not, I think they all can kind of say the same thing, and they're all in, com in, in company there, you know what I mean? Well. Well, we haven't asked. So there's got to be some independent guys. Yeah. I mean, guys like yeah. us or Illibon or Greg Stoll that that have their own furnaces. You might be able to find somebody else for those specialty jobs. It's really it's just having the guy with the skill, right? It's yeah, the knowledge guy who has the skill to to hand polish, hand miter that. Yeah, I am and sure. That. I'm sure somebody does it. But then what's the price? Well, what the worth? It was a worth for the customer, you know? And yeah. how often have you run across this? You know, you don't run across it that much, but it's good to have a guy in a in a jam or for a really high-end client that wants what they want, that you have another place to go. Yeah, we we have a few that we can call. And now one is Vectra, and it's you know, I think uh they're willing to work with us. So um, Chris, I, I have, uh, I know we're getting towards the end here and I just wanted to come up with maybe an idea. Um, I'm not the guy, but if somebody might be willing to, to talk about human resources or something, I don't know if that would ever be a good topic or not, Absolutely. you know, but, uh, we always run into something, you know, now for people who are just one or two or three guys. It may not be as applicable, but when you start getting into eight uh, eight or more people in a business, human resources is pretty big, you know? I'd love to have someone come on and talk about that. If, if, if somebody here has a great HR person that would like I, to come on and guest guest host. I have a... I have a I have a lady that is will be willing to come on. She does all of our HR and all of our work comp for all of our locations. That'd be awesome. Love to have have her on. Let's line that up. Hey, before we go, I do want to quickly, uh, Vitor put this up in the chat uh, about he's working on his project where he has a door that's twenty four by one oh eight. Half-inch glass, he says it weighs 117 pounds. 
um, how, how he's, he's wanting to know how tall would you go? Do you think 108 is too tall? Oh, you can go 108. No problem. You can go 120. Only 24 wide. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Half inch glass. You probably won't even have that much bow. And a half. Yeah. I've done, I've done one. I've done 36 by 132s before. Bam. (laughs) Once. There, There you go. That's a good note to end on. Hey, everyone. Thanks again. Always a pleasure. See you next Wednesday. Great. Great. Good night, guys. Next week. Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros, and you'll find us. I look forward to seeing you.